Hi, my name is Laura Jackson and I'm a senior associate in the Trevor Smith tax team. I'm here with my colleague Callum Burgess, who is another associate in the tax team. And today we'd like to talk to you very briefly about an item that's appeared earlier in our ongoing series of podcasts on sustainability and ethics and tax, where we've mentioned the corporate criminal offence of the failure to prevent the facilitation of tax evasion, also known as the CCO offence. I'm sure that many of you are already aware of this offence, but by way of some brief background and without going into too much detail, it was introduced in September 2017 and is a strict liability criminal offence, which is committed by a corporate or a partnership if a person associated with that corporate or partnership facilitates tax evasion in the UK or overseas by a third party. The only defence is to have in place a procedure to prevent the facilitation of tax evasion by those associates. The rules are similar in many respects to other offences, such as under the anti-bribery legislation. But HMRC's guidance is clear that the risk must be considered separately and procedures introduced which are specific to the CCO risks identified within a business. There have been a spectrum of responses by businesses to the corporate criminal offence, with some businesses conducting comprehensive risk assessments, introducing specific due diligence procedures and supervision procedures and conducting staff training, and other lower risk businesses relying for the most part on existing safeguards and procedures. There is no one size fits all, given the different risk profiles of businesses but every business needs to be confident that it has reasonable procedures in place, proportionate to the risks faced by the business, along with the easy accessible evidence of such procedures in the event that HMRC were to raise an inquiry. Thanks, Laura. So the question is, why now? Why are we taking a trip down memory lane in relation to an offence which was introduced nearly five years ago and which hasn't been amended since then? The answer is that the CCO offence may not have changed, but the world has. Brexit has not only redrawn the map of commercial relationships, in many cases, forcing businesses to either find new business partners, often in new jurisdictions, or to restructure existing arrangements. It has also resulted in businesses completely redesigning their business models and pivoting into new sectors. If Brexit has changed who we work with and what we do, then COVID-19 has fundamentally changed the way we work. Remote, flexible working is the new normal, and that has the potential to bring challenges to monitoring how people within your business interact with third parties. Throw into the mix that investigations by HMRC are on the rise, and that it has recently received additional funding to clamp down on tax avoidance, and you start to see that there has been a real confluence of factors which are all relevant to whether businesses are responding appropriately to the CCO offence. As at the 13th of May 2022, HMRC confirmed that it had seven live CCO investigations, along with a further 21 opportunities under review, spanning 11 different sectors, including software providers, labour provision, accountancy and legal services and transport. While these changes may not necessarily have created an environment in which the associates of businesses are more likely to or are more likely to be able to facilitate tax evasion, there is a real possibility that they have changed the specific areas of risk for businesses. So, Laura, it's a brave new world, but how can our listeners respond to these changes to ensure that their reasonable prevention procedures are up to date and are adapted to any new risks which may have emerged. 
Well, I think the first thing to say is that if you don't currently have a reasonable prevention procedure in place, then now is a good time to create and implement one. It is also important to make clear that even if you do have a procedure in place, HMSC's guidance specifically states that it should be a living, breathing procedure, which is revisited regularly in light of changes to your business and in response to any breaches you identify. If you already have a policy in place, the first element you should revisit is the risk assessment. In many cases, the business you assessed back in 2017 may be quite different from the business you are running today. Have your business partners changed? Has your business changed? Did the people you work with have the motive, means and opportunity to facilitate tax evasion? You may also need to update the detection and monitoring procedures which you have in place. Are these procedures capturing all of the arms of your current business and monitoring individuals wherever they are currently working? Are they efficient or are they perhaps too burdensome such that they are actually counterproductive and your staff don't have the time or ability to follow them? There is little point in having procedures in place if the evidence suggests that those procedures are not followed and that compliance is not monitored. Demonstrating leadership buy-in to the rules and procedures is also important. It may be worth discussing the CCO policy at a high level in a board meeting or sending out another all-staff email reiterating the need to be vigilant in this area. Finally, could your staff benefit from a training refresher? The CCO offence may be something which is covered in your annual compliance programme, if you have one. But if you don't, then it's possible that significant numbers of your staff do not have an up-to-date understanding of what the CCO offence is and where the risks in your business lie. Thanks, Laura. The last thing for us to say is that these are all things which Travis Smith can help with. So please don't hesitate to get in touch.